Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. And with us right now, we have Ashley Nicholson. Ashley, you are the chief snack officer and founder of BTR Bar. And you're found on the web at eatbtrbar.com. Ashley, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. I am so excited to be here and I love that introduction. Thank you. Congratulations on the launch. Uh, This summer, you are going to be in 200 stores. You've already been selling direct. And as far as I can tell, you're kind of launching pretty quickly here. You are correct. And we it's it's really interesting right now. It's an interesting time for us because we are actually sold out of three of our four functional flavors. These bars are flying so fast. It's unbelievable. So I think that the combination of the functional health benefit as well as the taste, our cinnamon cookie dough bar literally tastes like a snickerdoodle. People are just all over this. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk. I like the word functional. Tell me what that means. Sure. Yeah. So BTR bars are the first protein bars with a purpose. So what that means is that each bar has a specific proprietary blend of plant-based protein, functional mushrooms, and superfoods and adaptogens that gives the bar its functional benefits. So most bars, when you go to the store, you'll see, or if you're online, you'll see that the bar has a flavor, but maybe it's a peanut butter bar or it's a chocolate bar. Ours has a flavor plus a function. So we're really melding these two together because we believe that the future of snacking is functional. Yeah. So what are these functions that folks are after? Yeah. So we have four functions right now. So we have our cinnamon cookie dough energy bar. Mm -hmm. We have a dark chocolate brownie recharge bar, which is kind of like that mid-afternoon brain boost. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's a a really good one. Boosted with MCT oil and cacao and spinach and kale. You wouldn't think that spinach and kale are in there since it tastes like a brownie. Mm -hmm. And then we have a cherry chocolate chip zen bar, which is a really cool dessert bar. Or if you just want to feel a little bit zen in the morning before you start your day. And then our bestseller, which is our peanut butter chocolate chip bliss bar. So it's just a mood boosting bar. That's one of the bars that really crosses all of these different snacking occasions. So you can have morning, afternoon, night, anytime you just need a little bit of mood boosting, good vibes. Yeah. You know, so this is the first time, like I'm looking at, for example, the, um, the cherry chocolate chip Zen, uh, cause I like that at night. Uh, and so, uh, feeling stressed, mind racing bite to find your Zen. So it's as powered by reishi and, and some other seasons or, or other ingredients and, and reishi is the mushroom. Yes. That is correct. Yes. So I've yep. seen people into that. Uh, <laughs> you know, typically I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to like eat mushrooms, but I would bet that it sounds like particularly if you've got cherries and other, like you're not going to taste any, it's not like you're, you know, picking mushrooms and eating them raw. 
So true. And that's the, the best part about use, leading with the ingredients. So the cinnamon cookie dough, for example, it has cordyceps mushroom, which has like a little bit of an earthy flavor. But the mm-hmm. only thing that you can taste is this delicious cinnamon vanilla blend. So yeah. that's the forefront. That's the leader, um, the leading ingredient. And so you can't even taste these mushrooms, which is amazing. You also only need a small amount of, of these adaptogens and mushrooms. You know, in the in the mushroom world, it's called this micro dosing because a small mm-hmm. amount every day helps boost your immune system, helps, you know, get your energy levels up. So it's really this, this small dose and all of these bars provide superfoods and adaptogens. You're really getting that in to really upgrade your, your wellness routine. So if you're going to reach for a snack bar, why not reach for one that has some functionality to it? Yeah. All right, Ashley, how did this all begin? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I know we only have a little bit of time and not two hours, but I'm going to take you back a couple years. So I actually started the company as a tribute to my parents. So BTR, a lot of times people will say, oh, is it better bar? Is it BTR bar? Um, We are a better for you bar, but it it is BTR. It stands for be bold, tenacious, and resilient. And that's actually my parents' personal mantra. And over five years ago, my parents were both diagnosed with rare forms of cancer. And I'm an only child, completely changed our lives. Uh, I became their primary caretaker. I was working full-time and we were all just eating eating these protein bars and bites high in sugar with ingredients you couldn't pronounce out of hospital vending machines. And I have a background in biochemistry and food studies. So I took to the kitchen and I started to make these, they weren't bars at the time, they were bites, uh, but I started infusing these superfoods and adaptogens using plant-based protein, really just trying to get something healthy into my body as well as my parents' bodies. And they loved them. The doctors and nurses loved them. Everyone loved them. And I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Maybe I have something here. Um, my, my parents both passed away and I tabled the idea completely. I needed some stability in my life. I just needed to figure out what I was going to do. And I decided to actually become, I was the second hire at a supplement company. And I was super excited about that because that was, gave me an opportunity to give back and really use this philosophy of food as medicine. So, but I always had these recipes in my Google doc, literally they were just a, you know, it was a a Google doc of all of my recipes and what the mission and vision of a, maybe a future company would be. And my father actually worked in legal and trademarks. And before he passed, he actually incorporated the company. And he said, you know what, down the line, do something with this. You know, he was all about living your purpose, affecting the quality of the day. And then when the pandemic hit, I said, I'm not, I'm not happy. I feel a little restless in my role. I, I love what I, what I've learned. I love how I've been able to grow this company. So I was at a supplement company and we, you know, I grew the company into hundreds of doors. We were on Costco.com, Amazon, we had a booming business. I said, now is the time for me to do something on my own. And I literally just picked up, resigned. And a couple of weeks later, I started thinking about BTR bar and bringing it to life. And it all fell into place really very quickly uh, at the end of 2020. So we've only been in business for a couple months or so. Um, We we did a soft launch in 2020 and then really hit the pavement in January of 2021. Yeah. So how does one, uh, I mean, how did you handle like the finances, you know, getting prototypes, design, packaging, how does all that work? Oh boy. Yes. So that's a great question. So I, one thing, and I always recommend this to a lot of founders and entrepreneurs that I speak with. One thing I knew before leaving my job and jumping right into this, because a lot of founders do their, do their job, their nine to five, and then come home and do a a side hustle. And that's how they start their business. I did not do things that way. So what I did is I really say, I saved for many years, this little nest egg. So until I felt comfortable with not paying myself for about a year, I said, 
I cannot start this endeavor until I feel comfortable with that. So I really recommend that founders look into their financial situations, do a financial audit. You know, my, I spoke with my husband, you know, we have a family and making sure that we are in a place that I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now the company is doing wonderfully and we're really excited. Maybe into year two, I can actually start paying myself and we can start hiring people and really growing out our team, which is exciting. So we are self-funded, but we're actually in the process. So completing an angel raise right now, um, oh. we're looking into to some crowdfunding equity options. So really, you know, diversifying our our financing options in the business, but to start off, it was self-funded and it's really all about doing your due diligence and finding a really good, if if you're going to go into the food and bev space and not make the product yourself, finding a really good food scientist and a good co-manufacturer. So that took probably the most time interviewing Mm co-manufacturers, making sure that they can hit our minimums. So that's why we did a really, really small soft launch to test the market, make sure that there was something here and to iterate really quickly. So we changed some of the recipes up a bit in 2020 and then really went to market in 2021. So really we're able to find an awesome partner and just make a couple thousand bars to start off with, send samples, test, and then in 2021 hit the ground running. So yeah. yeah, it's it's really all about finding those relationships, those partners that make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so tell me now about um, you know so you get it on your own store, um, you've got it listed in Amazon, uh, and then now of course working with retailers. Um, tell me about distribution. How do you like? How do you do all that? Oh my goodness. Yes. So, so my experience at the supplement company was in direct to consumer and that is actually, I I see a ton of value in starting direct to consumer to build this customer base that is eager to see BTR bars in store. So now we have these thousands of brand ambassadors and loyal customers who are ordering 10 and 15 boxes on our website or on Amazon. Now they get to march into their local stores, their Whole Foods, their Wegmans, their Publix, Mm. their Sprouts, and go into those stores and requesting BTR bar on shelf because now they know they can find the product on the website, but maybe they're traveling and they didn't pack a BTR bar with them. And they, we do have customers that literally right now we're sold out. So they tell us every day, Ashley, we need these bars. They're the only bars that we eat because they are the cleanest label, but they're also the tastiest. There are a lot of clean label bars out there, but they happen to taste, you know, very very much like cardboard. So Mm. we really wanted to try to, you know, meld this functionality, flavor, and clean label together. So securing distribution is not easy. Retail is is an expensive game and making sure that you are ready to go into retail when you have a strong consumer data. So I can go to retailers and say, hey, we've been collecting data from our website for the past couple months, and we're seeing the strongest growth. We're seeing 300% plus growth in this zip code. And the zip code is where your stores are based. Uh Let's talk about that. So really being able to tell a story with your data, but it's really hard to do that when you have an awesome product, but you don't have that data to tell. So it's, I really recommend, you know, having this direct to consumer presence, even if it's small. And even if it's, you know, you're building that Shopify site yourself, I built my own Shopify store. I'm my own developer. So really being able to keep things lean, get that data and then go into retail has been super, a super helpful strategy for us. There are a ton of my colleagues that are venture backed and they're able to say, okay, we're going into retail. We're going into 3000 stores nationwide. They have that, those finances behind them. But if you're bootstrapped and lean, being able to tell that story digitally first has been really helpful. Excellent. Excellent. So um, 
the, you know, moving forward, uh, you know, wh- where do you go from here? I mean, this is this is pretty exciting. Now, it, you mentioned a challenge, right, is keeping up inventory. How do you handle that chicken and egg thing? Oh my goodness. Yes. That's that's a problem that we're working with in real time. So once again, going back to, to your partners. So speaking with your co-manufacturers, uh, we warehouse everything ourselves, which is wonderful. So we serve as our own 3PL and fulfill everything. So we can really customize the order to the to, to the, con- the end consumer. And we're, so we're able to add personal notes and nice touches. So we're able to save on that, uh, on that end, but really making sure that you're constantly in communication with your, your co-manufacturer or your team. If you manufacture yourself, trying to negotiate better terms, knowing that this is a capital intensive business and being able to find those blended margins. So I think that that's been the most helpful for us is because we are, you know, it's about 70% of our business is direct to consumer at the moment. That will change in Q3, but about 70%, we have a really strong high margin on our website and we're able to offer our customers free shipping and a really cool experience. We've got a ton of recipe content. We have really cool articles that we're publishing about health and wellness trends. So we have that direct relationship with the customer and really good margins on our website. And then we're able to, we know that we can take a bit more of a hit in retail because we have that really cool blended margin. So, and then- Go to your network, build that network up so you have mentors in the space, advisors in the space who are always like, oh, Ashley, you know, why don't you do, why don't you do a Kickstarter for your next flavor? So that's something that's on the on the docket is okay, well, mm. when we launch our fifth flavor, let's do a Kickstarter. That's our customers are going to be so excited about yeah. that because they get to invest in the brand and get the product before everyone else. So really just trying to use this mix of different financing options as you grow. Because in the beginning, it's like, oh my goodness, how am I going to finance this first run? How am I going to get this off the ground? But then when you have the demand, how are you going to meet that demand is a, is a question we're definitely still, we're pondering every single day, but it's, it's been a roller coaster, but we're, yeah. we're powering through. Who do you communicate with when you're, when you want to get your product on store shelves and like, do you, can you just like cold call or email these people or like, how, what's, what's that process like? Sure. Yeah. So this is something that I'm still coming into my own with as well, <laughs> with all of my experience in D2C. But yes, so I actually, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, two of my mentors in this space, Ali Ball, who's based here in San Francisco, and Sandra mm-hmm. Velasquez, who's based in New York. They are retail gurus. So I took mm-hmm. both of their classes that helped me better understand the retail landscape. Because the retailers, you have to make sure that it's this really good partnership. What's in it for the retailer? For them to say, I have to reset my whole shelf. I have to pull another brand off to put your brand into this into the set. So making sure sure, once again, that you have this strong story to tell. So even if you get into one store and boots on the ground, you walk into the store and you say, hi, you know, I'm Ashley. I'm the founder and chief snack officer of this new protein bar company based in San Francisco. I'd love to drop off some samples with your buyer. It literally can be that simple. But once you get into that one door and then you push that velocity and you really see people buying your product in real time, now you have a story to tell that you can go to your next retailer. So it Mm. is, it, it it could be this once again, this slow boots on the ground, which is kind of yeah. the approach that we're taking. Or you, you know, it, once again, I do have a lot of colleagues that are venture backed and they hire a whole broker network, which is coming for us. It's just a little bit slower. Uh, they hire a broker network that, that broker gets you into these different retailers. Uh-huh. But being mindful that it does, it really comes back to that product and making sure that the product is the best it can possibly be and that it adds revenue 
to your category. That's the whole goal is what is, and that's, it's, it's a relationship with that buyer and making sure that they, they understand your product, but you understand their needs. So that's how always the approach that I take, but yes, calling, knowing, getting, getting to know your buyer, yeah. walking into the store. Now that we're starting to be in this place where we can kind of return to stores and yeah. you know, meet buyers. Now I'm having meetings with buyers still with my mask on, but it's, it's just a little bit more open as opposed to in 2020, when we had no idea what was going on in, in the landscape. So I yeah. do recommend it's those boots on the ground and really, you know, pushing and grinding to, to make those connections. Do you, do you have to go to Arkansas physically to chat with the buyer for Walmart, et cetera? Yes. So it's a, it's actually a, an, an interesting story. I've been to uh, Bentonville twice and not for BTR bar, but when I was yeah, at yeah. my supplement company, we uh-huh. did pitch Walmart and it was, oh my goodness. It was such a wonderful experience to be in Bentonville. The, the energy, the, just the pure passion and dedication to Walmart was just such a fun experience. And there's also some really cool programs. So we went to Walmart to pitch for a Walmart open call. So that was for um, all brands that manufacture in the U.S. So a lot of these larger retailers do offer these different pitch competitions. So there's other ways to kind of get your lucky break as well, besides just constantly emailing the same buyer. So there are opportunities for Walmart and Target to really be able to be a part of the environment and at least start to make those connections. So a lot of these large retailers really give small and emerging brands Awesome opportunities there. Yeah, that's great. You just got to, again, you got to get past all the noise because I'm sure they get hit up a lot. And so (laughs) I can't even imagine every time I send an email, I'm like, oh my goodness, we are probably sending email number 274 Uh, to this buyer for the week. So I I try to be mindful, only sending emails of really fun things that have happened with PR bar. So press, you know, this podcast sharing about this with your, your buyers is really, Mm -hmm. it's just forming that relationship as opposed to being like, Hey, just checking in. Like no one wants that kind of email. Yeah. Do you have any, um, have you started outreach to folks with like big Instagram followings, that sort of thing? Yeah. So we, Influencer marketing, so email marketing, SMS marketing, and influencer marketing are kind of like my bread and butter. So we have, we actually have had a ton of influencers come to us, which has been really awesome and validating. Uh, We don't right now have that budget, that huge budget for major macro influencers, but we're working with micro influencers. We have a strong community of brand ambassadors. So literally over a hundred registered dietitians, nutritionists, herbalists that we work with and every single one of our brand ambassadors. So it's called team BTR. They all get samples of the product to try because I want to make sure that everyone loves the product organically. And then they decide to come on with us and literally help us formulate our next recipes. They share about the product. They get a special discount code. So it's a really cool type of affiliate program. There are a lot of brand ambassador programs out there. So we're really trying to make it unique. And I really want to give our brand ambassadors this voice in the company. Excellent. Excellent. All right, Ashley, again, your website, Ashley Nicholson, your website is eatbtrbar.com. Ashley, congratulations on the launch. Congratulations on selling out. <laughs> I hope your I hope your manufacturer is able to make a whole lot of bars real quick. We're so getting get, ready. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. 
Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.